Tuesday, February 27th, 2018, episode number 637 of Uh Yeah Dude. My name is Jonathan, and this is Seth. Hello, Seth. Hello, Jonathan. Eight o'clock on the nose. On the button. On the button. February 27th. 30 days has September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31, except February. Who's all alone. (laughs) So... It's essentially Who's it's forever March. alone for, Well, 637 I looked up online On the Urban Dictionary It stands for always and forever Really? S- yeah well, it's Always a six so, And forever So, so uh, yeah, dude Episode number 637 Always and forever Always and It's like 143 I love you 143637 and then, undercover cop. What is it? Three words, eight letters, one meaning. Right? Three, eight, one or whatever. Two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. I hate to do this to you again. <sighs> Big Mac wrap. But soldiers in the battlefield depend on clear vision. <laughs> There's another. Is there another <laughs> tactical glass? Now you can get that same HD clarity with battle vision by atomic beam. I'm pretty sure that somebody working at Atomic Beam heard 
us talking about these other ones and we're like, upset. oh, we can make it. Let's get in the market. These are no ordinary sunglasses, Jonathan. You can bend them and twist them because Battle Vision is built atomic tough. It's got a proprietary trademarked snake jaw spring hinge. And the snake jaw is what does it. There's actual snake venom. It's in the... <laughs> Made out of venom. You have to kill yourself. Like a, it's like a cyanide pill. Yeah. Snake venom is in the... It's Laced into the plastic. <laughs> so if... If shit goes down in theater, snap the glasses. If you can, you have to be tough because they're spring hinged. They're, they're, excuse me, they're snake jaw spring hinged. Uh, they also have one of those blank screens where the people put the glasses on. You also get a Statue of Liberty reveal card, which is like, whoa, wait a minute. I don't see anything. Put the glasses on, dummy. Oh, shit. That's my friend, the Statue of Liberty. That's my dear friend. That's my dear old friend. An American, a, a bald eagle. So those are nineteen ninety nine. They're so all the Bell and, the Bell and Howell tack glasses. These Battle Vision by Atomic Beams. They have reveal cards. HD HD Vision Special Ops. The first ones. I don't think they come with a reveal card. Well, maybe because they're not a, a you know a, a novelty item like these other <laughs> they're ones. Actually, they're very tactical. They're, they're more about. That's how you know. If your glasses, if your glasses come with a reveal card, they ain't tactical. Yeah, they're blue blockers. <laughs> it's Uncle Sam giving you the finger. <laughs> well, so now we have three different models that need to be worn out in the field in a tactical. Si- oh, I'm sorry. I thought I heard something. Tactical situation, because with my when I got these on, I can really see. I'm not walking around in the dark. I'm walking around in the light. And I'm looking at people. I'm my reveal card. I'm looking through their clothes. It's like an airport scanner. Let me put my glasses on. It's, um, I think that guy's got a Glock on his ankle. Sure does. Let me put these bad boys on. Just How can con- you tell? Confirm. I'm putting on my Glock reveal co- glasses. <laughs> my, my, my reveal card. My Glock reveal card <laughs> is concealed carry filter. Glock reveal card. It's telling me there's some trouble going on in this Pete's coffee. Oh, so boy. all right. So now we're things are coming to market. That's all I'm saying. Here, in March of 2018, people are bringing things to market at a good price point, at a Ron Popeil-like price point. You got to stand behind it. I mean, you could drop it. I would do 14.99 if these other two were doing Just to compete. Yeah, it's got spring hinges. Yeah, they, they cost 80 cents. I mean, they, <laughs> they, cost, I mean. they cost 31 cents for 40 pairs. <laughs> so it's a pretty good markup. It's a good margin. Yeah, I don't know. So, I wish we should have gotten into should have gotten into the tactical game tactical years ago when we when we first started talking. When we first started knowing everything was ending. Yeah, the prep. If we actually listened to our episodes, like we should be. We'd say, I think there's a theme here. Yeah, shit is going down. I got an idea. Um, yeah, I feel like there's probably. Some, some trends that we've outlined without oh, even knowing. It's just right you know? there. Wait a minute. <laughs> right there for the taking. Right there. You got to listen. You got to hear. Um, the Los Angeles Public Library handed out a um, door-to-door little door hanger type. I actually in, got that at the library. Card. Oh, you got it at the library. But it has, it's to be able to slip onto doors. I see what you mean. 
You think they should make, give that to letter carriers? I thought they maybe did, and that you just maybe. I feel like that's what they were made for. It was for hanging on. Instead, they so they made them to hang, but they they didn't really have the follow through. Like the things that people put on telephone poles, where you rip off the number if you just left a stack of them in one place. It's not really the. This is a uh, a warning tag about um, invasive aedes mosquitoes are in Los Angeles County, and we need your help. All right, Zika. Den Dengue, 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 and Chikungunya yep. viruses. Chicken, Chikungunya. What are you making for dinner tonight? I'm making oh, chicken gunya. I feel like chicken gunya tonight. Like chicken gunya tonight. Um. Oh, with a bolognese. <laughs> oh. Chicken gunya bolognese. I'm <laughs> gonna get you. Bolognese. Uh. Yeah, so for Zika d- Dengue, Dengue? That's not right. I like how you say that. Uh, and chicken gunya. Sophisticated. Viruses. They are spread to people through a bite of an infected Aedes mosquito. Ugh. They are aggressive daytime biters and can also bite at night. A few infected mosquitoes can produce a local outbreak, putting you and your family at risk. People with Zika may or may not have symptoms. However, the virus can cause severe birth defects when a pregnant woman is infected. Um, I guess what... what I, do I we, don't know what... What do we do? They said it's here. That's all they're saying, though. They don't say really... You I, know, maybe that's just how... That's protocol. They just... Have all we to gotta let do, you know. Put a stack of things in the and library and just let people know it's here. Yeah. So they can't sue oh, us. Well, when you they... haven't been to your local public library lately? No. Oh, well, we put a big stack there. I told you. Told you they were here. Oh, you didn't come to our story time? Tuesday nights at the local public library? No, actually. Oh, well. It's on you. Legal protocol, it's on you. Sorry about it. Um, there was definitely a couple of cases in my neighborhood. I know that because they were sending, they were, there was some other warning signs put up public posts and right. stuff and some people online on your yeah my your my, my next door app <laughs> yeah certainly let you know uh you know photographing mosquitoes and suspicious sus- sus- people parked outside of the park uh <laughs> yeah. honda odyssey has been parked out what the fuck's that have to do with zika yeah i'm just saying there's just a honda saying. odyssey that's been outside of my house for about three hours i um Sitting in standing water. My Honda Odyssey is sitting in standing in larva, water. In larva. In larvae. And I just want to put it on this app um, for the neighborhood. I want to post it. It's totally normal to do that. Uh, but yeah. If you I, see something, I, There were some people around collecting samples and trying to trap them, putting oh, up fuck. trap boxes so they can like, you like know. Like scientists? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, God. yeah. Like people in hazmat suits and stuff. But they're and, pretending they're just local no, I oh, think they were like, no, oh, we're trying to catch like, them oh, to knew. see, like to see. I thought that would create a panic. It's best to just send I mean, them on civilian should create clothes. a panic. I think the thing is oh, that yeah. people are like, like, like this. They just, yeah. they read it and then oh, they're mosquitoes. like, so I'm going to die from this, but there's nothing. I've been they're getting not bit by mosquitoes can... my whole life. Yeah. Well, eh, things Can't. change. Um, yeah. But it's true. I mean, uh, you know, my sister. Yeah. When she was a teenager, almost died from a mosquito bite. See? But that was 
something else back then. Well, that then. was the 80s. They were very aggressive for a period in the 80s. Day biters. Daytime biters. Daytime biters were very aggressive from 84 to 86, I'm told. And uh, in a USA Today snapshots, 19% of recruiters uh, slash hiring managers. Hiring managers. Um, have uh, witnessed a candidate. Potential job potential candidate. Potential job candidate hitting on them during the interview. That's not very professional. It's also pretty presumptuous. I mean, I don't know. This is just one person's word. Like, oh, they, they were definitely hitting oh, on me. Man. It's like, no, I don't. No. They could have just been. Actually, kind of put being, my contact in wrong. And when it sits like that, I I wasn't winking. Sorry. It's just my contact in wrong. Um, but I believe. I believe. I think it's. Yeah. I'd say that's. If you thought you could, you would. Get the job or get the, the, the higher. The one recruiter. or the other or both. Double, d- double I, trouble. I'm going to get both. Yeah. You know, I'm here. You get laid and paid. Yeah. YOLO. I mean, I'm already here. What am I going to do? Leave here without the number and the job? Or do I spin it? Do I ask? Do I believe or achieve Listen, or receive? Listen, I don't or... think you're going to give me this job, but would you... I'm getting a feeling I'm not getting this job. Give me that dick. I have a feeling <laughs> I'm not getting this job, but... Could I catch that dick? The J-O-B is an N-O, but the D-I-K... Is why yes, um, yeah maybe, but awesome if you get both I guess. Great afternoon. Yeah, how did you do it? How how did it go? <sighs> the best day, unbelievable day. Got the job, landed it. Went to Applebee's. Then yeah, smashed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. But it's very difficult. The sexual politics between. Man and woman, or woman and woman, or man and man. It's it's all right now. It's it's uh, it's fluid, and it's delicate. Subtle game. Subtleties. So it's just. I bet some of these are probably more overt. Yeah. Like, like, sir, you're going to have to put that away. Blatant. Yeah. Yeah. Blatant and latent. Yeah. Sir, that needs to be put away. <laughs> Tuck that back in. All away. All the way. Get your hand off my hand. <laughs> Somehow our hands are touching. At the beginning of this interview, you were you, feet away. Why are you rubbing my shoulders? This is really weird. Although it does feel lovely. <laughs> well, I'm background checking you. <laughs> yeah. Running you through here, this fingerprint scan. Although uh, there is a knot there. Yes. Yes. You're getting that knot out. I mean, I'm such a sucker for massage. You put, you know... You lay hands on me first. I'm gonna be. Hey, oh, it only takes like, like about two point. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. You and are just, qualified. Yeah, <laughs> you do seem qualified you do. for this. How about we? We're not gonna hire you for this purchasing job. But have you ever thought about coming in for m- massaging workers? There's nothing better than that. I think. I mean, that's just got to be offered. You had at all. a job that. Yeah, they did that, that at the at the height of the of the old weed store when we had a little good we had a run for a little bit where things were we were riding high. How often? Once a week? Uh, a couple times a week. Mariachi band on Saturday, three blind mariachi players from East LA and massages, you know, by bald, strong-handed men. I mean, living the dream. I mean, I guess the only thing, not smoking weed, so I guess the dream wasn't f- being fully lived. Because nothing would have been better. Well, everyone else was. Yeah. <laughs> Just Eat this cookie, you. get this massage, and listen to these three blind mariachi players. Yeah. yeah. It's your job. This weird store. 
that Bob Marley blacklight poster. What's going on here? Yeah, that's, I think all, all employers, they should, they, cause it just takes, you only need five or 10 minutes of somebody working on you just to sort of, you know, get Re-in- back to reinvigorate. Yeah. Reinvigorate or just invigorate. <laughs> uh, re reinvigorate. I mean, I was learning on, I was going to give you a wholesome. I watched that. The new Queer Eye on Netflix. Now that is wholesome. How many apps? Eight apps. You watched all of them? Yeah. I only watched two. I th- okay, and they were great, two. right? You can get behind that. I mean, in every episode... Well, you episode, got a fucking guy named Jonathan. You got a fucking Jonathan. long hair hairdresser named Obsessed. Jonathan. Obsessed. So. Jonathan Van Ness. I was learning with my dragon breath, breathing in through one nostril. I mean, everything Jonathan's told me I've learned. Yeah. I mean... Your green stick? Yeah. For your, for your totally. rosacea? Totally. Sulfates in my shampoo and conditioner. I'm going through my products. Tossing shit out left, right, and center. He's taught me a lot. I saw a picture of him on Instagram with Kyan, the original groomer from the first episode, bawling. <laughs> bawling. Crying, you mean? Me. Oh, They're yeah. smiling. I'm bawling. It's like worlds colliding. Um, That's a wholesome show, dog. It, That's invigorating. It is. It, there's a few things about it that I love. There's a few things about it that rub me what? the wrong way. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, I mean, talking about five gay men and the person that they've come to make over all bawling on a couch in every episode. Yeah, that's the bawling. The best part, like especially for the some of the some of the people on the show who are sort of like that first episode, the uninitiated who are like never hung out with gay people before, love. and then by the end of it's like don't leave. Yeah, You're like you know, but. Yeah. There's a few, there's a few cheap gay gimmicks, gimmicks that I wish were maybe not there because yeah, that you found in these first two episodes. Yeah, I guess that I maybe s- it that I I think it should be slightly higher brow than that because some of the things that are that are that are cheeky within the context of the show yeah. are things that would not be tolerated in a in a in a hetero in a hetero circumstance if 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 you I mean, you're speaking just about Jonathan no <laughs> only speaking about Jonathan no maybe Jonathan but he gets away with it cuz he's so cuz he's Jonathan so charmed <laughs> he's Jonathan he's so good looking There's two so Jonathans charming. in my life now i only thought they'd only be one but i'm making room in my heart for dose um, you know what I mean though? Like there's, there's some innuendos and stuff that it's like, if it was a guy making over a girl, oh, they'd be that, arrested. They'd be arrested. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and instead it's like, ha like, you know, and, and that to me seems a little, I wouldn't go so far as to say double standardy, it's but then it fun. maybe cheapens what you. is so what is so nice about authentic authentic about the show which is that humanity yeah i'm with you that there's a valuable insight and a valuable thing there i'm maybe overthinking of it (laughs) it's queer right but when jonathan gets going uh, i'm down though it's amazing i gotta watch the rest of them yeah you do get six more it's like i got got eight in a row i had jonathan going on my tv did you really just binge them all the way through of course bam on my timeline, I couldn't. It, it gets to a point. It became one of those things. Like I can't, you know, got it on my list. You can't. You got to get, get to this. It's got to happen. Got to happen. Yeah. Like it's, it was going to happen, but it's got to happen. I didn't realize the, how imperative in nature. In how much I needed Jonathan in my life. Jonathan Van Ness. Uh, great news. Dax Shepard started a podcast, number one comedy po- podcast in the country. So we have that going for us as a nation. The nation just keeps getting stronger, don't it? That's good. Just when you think we're we're at the top, look at us shine. 
will rise up a little bit higher. Dax cast. The Dax cast. Pod Dax. Oh, you know what? I was thinking about the country right now, and it's going real great. And I was like, it needs something to make it a little bit better. Dax was like, let me handle this. Sit down. I'm going to give you two hours of me and Pete Wentz chopping it up. Oh, he didn't listen. Seth. He didn't listen. Seth. You finished Queer Eye? How'd you like to listen to me chop it up with Ashton Kutch for a couple hours? Dax and fucking Ashton and Dax? Oh! Chips too? Ashton and Dax? How's your podcast? Because it's like the number one comedy podcast in the country. Is everything working out for you? Because you started a podcast last week and it's the biggest podcast in the country. Is it working out for you? Well, fucking shit, man. That's... <sighs> what can you do? I don't know. I'll be here. You know where to find me. You know where, find us. <laughs> you know where to find me. Um, the Land Report is an American magazine that focuses on topics of interest to those who own land or those who seek to invest or own land. You're landowners. Potential or current current landowners. It's a magazine for people that own a car? Because most people are leasing right now. No, they own land. Okay. It bills itself as the magazine of the American landowner. Yes. The magazine publishes an annual report of the nation's 100 largest private landowners. Good to know. At... The number one spot... Dax Shepard. Is Dax the Max... <laughs> Dax the Max Shepard. Uh, is 77-year-old John Malone. He's actually 77 on March 7th. Okay, so happy birthday. What do you get the guy who's the who, number who one? Who owns everything. Who owns, who all, owns the all the land. <laughs> what am I going to get? Is this, it's uh, dad's birthday. Yeah, we should... Um, I don't know. Maybe a Starbucks gift card? <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe it's like an iTunes gift card. I don't know. Yeah. No, make him a card. Make it personal. He loves that. He like he likes it personal. About like surveying tools and instruments of some compasses sort. or something. <laughs> yeah, some sort of type of thing to sort yeah. of you know like a book about g- g- grass or top top. What do you about topsoil? <laughs> uh, he was CEO of a cable television provider called TCI, which sold to AT and T in 1999. He currently owns or has stake in Live Nation, okay, QVC, HSN, I mean, invest in yeah. your comp- competition, yeah. smart, FTD, okay. which is what, Flowers? Yeah. Evite, Lionsgate Films, Sirius XM Radio, and Formula One Racing. All right. His land is in Wyoming. New Mexico, Colorado, and Maine. Okay, so you got you got to have if you're going to be the number one largest landowner, it's going to happen in different parts of this great nation. Um, yes, especially when your totals, uh, your total land mass that you own as an individual that person, you individually own, uh, equals somewhere in the region of two point two million acres. Okay, but I can't. His land. I can't fathom what that, what that, I mean, like, I don't know how, there's got to be a way of, how many acres is California? Yeah, what's it? You know? Well, that's got to be bigger than, than, I don't know, land mass size of states. 
but somewhere at the bottom of that list, could you find out smallest state by landmass? Would that would Googling that be California proper? is approximately 100 million acres. Yeah. So what, type in smallest state by landmass, or I guess square feet, because it's probably what's the smallest state? Delaware. Is that a state? Rhode Island's a state. <laughs> is Delaware a state. Is Massachusetts a state? Smallest state. State by. I don't know what would be the best way to phrase that. Oh, by acre, try smallest state by acre. That's hard. That's kind of tricky. What the fuck? I'm talking about. Let's say Connecticut is four thousand eight hundred and forty-five square miles. So we'll do. Oh, I like this miles. Oh Jesus, we're gonna have to convert acres. Okay. That is 300, oh no, how many is that? Uh, 3,100,000? Yeah, so he owns a little bit less than the, he owns 2.2 million acres, a small, a small state that doesn't, ex- doesn't, <laughs> doesn't exist. Exa- well, exactly. it's, it is now, it's Malone, Malonia. No, no, Delaware is much smaller, excuse okay. me. Rhode Island is much smaller. Rhode Island smaller. Rhode One, Island, I know, is small. Big in heart. Nothing against, you know, the people of Providence. They're, they're a proud people. We're just talking strictly about landmass. Yeah, I mean, essentially, Rhode Island is 661,000 acres. So he has that. Got a few of them. Got a few Rhode so Islands. I ha- now, I don't own any land, I don't think. You? By having this apartment, that does not mean I own any of the land, does it? I, it does it, uh, maybe because you've been here so long that you get like I a, get a little bit of the land. Yeah, like a common like a common law wife. Yes, common. You get eight acres. <laughs> so I'm to believe this man has about two point two million acres than I do. Um, why not? I don't know. And I guess he he's got a couple kids. I couldn't find anything about them because the kids. I mean, they're gonna get that. Yeah. You know, he's not going to, I'm donating it all. I want it to be for migratory birds. You know? You don't think? No. He's going to be like, let's put, I would like actually 24,000 nuclear power plants to be put on all of these acres. Formula One race Formula tracks. One race tracks and rubber for, plants. For everyone. For everyone. Everyone gets a Formula One race car, a track and a rubber plant for tires. Bye, country, world. That's a lot of land to own. But you got to snatch it up. You got to look at the vistas and say, yes, this is my terrain. I'll take this. Or is it, John? Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. I love you. Those kids better be coming correct. Yeah. You know? Dad, do you need anything? That's all they should ever be saying <laughs> for however old they are. Can I Dad, is there anything I can get you? Love you. Of you. So much. Daddy, did I tell you I loved you today? Yeah, you're 37 years old. Why do you always say it like that? Because I love you, Daddy. You're my daddy, Daddy. And I love you. Don't forget. Don't ever forget. Live forever. No, really. Love you. Die. Love you. I, I mean, 77, dog. Barood. Time. <laughs> Here's it goes to mom. 
I didn't hear, yeah, we didn't hear any mention of that, but <sighs> I love you, Dad. And Ted Turner's number two, and I bet he don't like that, you know, because he was number one for a long time. They don't like that. They don't like getting knocked. Ooh, they don't like getting knocked off, boys, with their toys. <laughs> Ooh, they don't like that. You'll find Ted. You know where you find Ted Turner taking a piss on John Malone's land somewhere. That's where you'll find Ted Turner Starting right now. A small fire. Oh yeah, a little brush fire out in New Mex. Ooh, did, was this your land? I didn't mean it. I dropped my cigar in it. Burn. Well, I was reading my police magazine, my new issue of Police Magazine, and I came across a full-page ad. Get the free truth about drugs information kit. And I put a little index card in there, but can you sort of see that? Does that remind you? What organization does this sort of look like it's from? Does it make sense that just by looking at it, I kind of said, I'm going to have to just check out what drugfreeworld.org is. It just, yeah, that has a ring to it. This sort of blue and green and black motif and some shadow figures, that has, a, that has a Scientology visual motif to me. Maybe I just, I'm more akin, I'm more, being here in Los Angeles, my eyes are, it's like I have Scientology vision special ops glasses and I can drive by an apartment complex and, and, I, and I just can tell by the windowsills, yeah, they own it. Um, there's side ties in the building. Well, it's a dot org, so you know you're definitely dealing with something. Got something happening. Well, I found out. It's a good thing I checked this for all of us. Do you know the most commonly used illegal drug is marijuana? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm not illegal, so your facts be wrong. The most commonly used illegal drug is marijuana. Um, guys, marijuana is like mad legal. Do you, you don't, they don't have the internet in your buildings? What's this going on here? But I watched all of their, the videos, they made these little short films, if you will. And they were talking about each drug under, every drug had its own little film you could watch. Girl comes out, they said a half a hit of E would be fun. First, she's taking a half a hit of E at the party. But then by the end of the night, emergency room, and they lied. And Just all from of half a hit? Yeah, from half a hit. They said a half a hit of E would be fun. A half a hit of E is fun. I mean, pretty fun. Not as fun as a whole yeah. hit of I mean, you know what's even better? Once I did two. Yeah. Stood in front of a speaker, listening to Wooly Bully. <laughs> that doesn't sound <laughs> the only fun. moment of my only good moment of my entire life. That's all I have. Seeing blue blockers on the eighth grade Washington trip, that was like pretty good. Getting a Spuds McKenzie koozie, pretty good moment. Two hits of E, house party, standing next to a giant stack of marshals as Wooly Bully blared. They said a half a hit of E would be fun. They lied. They didn't lie. First of all, you're lying to us. Marijuana is not illegal, at least in this apartment it ain't. And a half a hit of E would be fun. They said if I... If I did coke, I could party all night. They lied. They didn't lie. <laughs> Jonathan, can, we can tell you, if you do coke, you can party all night. It's not a lie. I mean, yeah. If you do, 
They said if I did coke, I could party all night. It's true. Well, it's true. So long as you can keep doing it. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you yeah, if you don't have to call anybody in Sherman Oaks at four thirty in the morning, you're fine. Other than that, you yeah, know, yeah, you're you're. It's cool. Fucking Gucci over here, chill, yo. Why are you lying? They said that Ritalin. They said that Ritalin would help me focus. It will. That's why they. That's why you <laughs> chop it up and snort it, homie. Before got finals. finals. <laughs> they lied. Again, you are lying to us about your leader and about your techniques and about your followers. They said Ritalin would help me focus. I mean, who even gets rid of it? I mean, you can't even get, get mean, they, Ritalin Yeah, you can't even get that. It's like getting Sudafed at a fucking... It's like so, impossible. So the police magazine is allowing Scientologists to... Infiltrate. And advertise advertise receiving money from the church of scientology yes. to run ads about about drugs drugs but lies but spread truths propaganda truths uh well that seems all fine right Let's they think. said if it did coke i could party all night yeah who's that what happened well yeah they well they are 100 percent correct i'd love to meet that because they is telling I'd love you the truth to meet them they. <laughs> they are wonderful people that are telling you truths Whatever. They said a half a hit of E. Well, what did they say? Because I got my friends, my they. Try half. You might as well fucking try a whole. Do you ever make like lemonade and you put uh, two scoops of sugar? You ever try four? (laughs) They said my lemonade would be good with two scoops. They lied. Yeah, they did. It would be better with four. (laughs) Fuck. Good shit. Oh, oh man. Tough. Take that money, though. Your magazine. It's not a, I guess it's a privately owned magazine, so it's, it's okay to do that. They, like, I'm sure they don't even. Hey, we're an organization that wants to get kids off a of riddle. Yeah, like, Give us. Well, yeah. for free, you don't even have to pay us. Oops. We know street drugs are bad, and we want to keep kids off of marijuana, Jane. Well, then, okay, then. Let us help you. Fuck it. It's impossible. It's impossible. The appetite is too strong. It's everywhere. In this nation. We're thirsty for it. Always have been, always will be. For what, marijuana? For drugs in general. Yeah, we know We know that from the television. Oh, we know it from our own personal lives, anecdotally. That, too, as well. We're obsessed. Yeah. All of us. Until it takes us down to the depths. Some of us crawl out. Most don't. But yeah. it's all right there. We love it. We do. Why wouldn't we? Yeah, I mean. It's fucking fantastic. Readily available. How else are you going to get through it? Yeah. Yeah, some are great. Oh, some amazing. Are, some are better than others. Oh, they're all, they're all they're so all good. They're all pretty good. They're all great. They're all pretty good. They're all great. If they weren't great, they wouldn't work. We wouldn't give a shit. It wouldn't be called... We'd talk about it. We'd call it ecstasy. Yeah. Call it like... Yeah. <laughs> Ebs to see. It's like, it's all right. It's... It's... Meh. Meh to see. Whatever. You know. You might feel it. Sometimes you feel it. Sometimes you don't. You mean every time you feel it? Like a lot? Even when you take half? You're, you're still like, shit, this is really coming on. I only took half a pill, but it is... Fucking coming on. Look at my pupils. Come stare in the mirror with me. For, let's, let's look at me in the mirror for, for 12 six, minutes. Six hours. Come on, get out of the bathroom. Hold on, I'm staring at myself in the mirror. I'm on half a day. 
pupils be dancing. Um, speaking of small states, in the state of Hawaii, if you're walking around in Honolulu, why wouldn't you be? You better put down your phone. Pedestrians, pedestrians can now be fined for looking at their mobile devices, including tablets, video games, and even laptops, while crossing the street. <laughs> Somebody looking at a laptop it's while me. crossing the street. It's like, good. Seth has a laptop. Yeah, he holds it with his left hand like a pizza pie. And he... um, Honolulu is the first major U.S. city to pass such a law, due to in large to due in large part to the number of distracted walking injuries and deaths oh. that have been reported over the past few years. The law went into effect last October. Fines begin at fifteen dollars. For your first offense, reasonable. While third time offenders can expect to spend up to two to three two years, years in prison. prison. No, it's uh, wow. ninety nine dollars. It's two years in prison, huh? Uh, <laughs> Get you thinking. Third time offenders can expect to pay up to ninety nine dollars. Still, it seems fun. I mean, that's really when it's you got to get you got to get real with it. Oh shit! This is your third offense, huh? Ooh shit! Yeah, we used to have a leprosy island out there. It's now. It's now Cell Phone Island. You yeah, go. you go there. Only thing is, it's kind of a misnomer. It's called Cell Phone Island, but you don't get to bring your cell phone. It's actually <laughs> prison. You go for three years. Sorry. Come with us. It's the volcanic crater. <laughs> yeah, enjoy it. There's berries out there. Find them. They drop a few pineapples in every month. It's really cool. You ever watch Survivor? It's cool. Um, yeah, I, I guess. Do you ever watch Winter Break, Hunter Mountain on MTV? Oh, it's kind of like that. We don't know what's going to happen right now. We know that as we're speaking, Winter Break. I hope I never know. Hunter Mountain is I happening. I hope I never find but out. But dude, they put Jay Brew and fucking TJJD. <laughs> Seth, if sometimes. you take one one guy from Massachusetts and one guy from New Hampshire and you put them in the same fucking house, I'm going to give you about four hours of drinking before it's like the two of them are rolling down a staircase fighting. <laughs> about baseball. Or about, something. yeah. Now, About Noma. Hey, Seth, sometimes, you know, I always get treated to uh, His friends do we a, tr- an array of programming that I don't get to see uh, other than when I'm here because I don't have cable, which I, I'm cr- appreciative for. However, there's ever so often there's a sort of uh, turn in the road, a twist in the path that leads me into a place where I have to ask him to stop because I start eh, the the sort of car crash like fascination with it turns into like this oh, feeling deep, inside deep of me panic. that just, yeah, yeah. It starts to hollow me out. But it's, it is and healthy like, to go there every now and then. I don't know if it's healthy to do it right before I get okay. on air. Okay. On air being on, on, on my air. computer. These performances. These, these, these online <laughs> these performances. performances I do for the masses, zeros and ones. It just doesn't necessarily. Maybe we should do that after. I'll take we you high. We used to do it after. I'll take you high before. I'll take you down after. <laughs> You'll drive home hangry. <laughs> uh, usually it's fine, but sometimes. Sometimes it hits you. It gets you. You know, when, when, you're, when you're watching the pilot to Living Biblically on CBS and that laugh track, it's almost as if it's, it is inserting itself into your brain and getting... La- is that just me or is that, <laughs> no, is, is that think- happening? And this laugh track, as the show's getting worse and worse, the laugh track is, they're amping it up from three yeah. to four to five, all the way to 11. And by the end of the show, you, 
it, it has a, a deeply unsettling feeling. Well, laughs of the dead, right? You know, it's dead laughter. Well, it is. Dead people. Fred and Ethel's, as they call them. Yeah. So you have a bunch of people that no longer are here. They're dead. They like literally recorded them in like the 60s. Yeah, they were laughing to your show of shows, and now they're inserting it with Cameron Mannheim, Melissa Gilbert, Ian Gomez, David Krumholtz, Jay Ferguson, a cavalcade. That's like, is that Chris Rock? It sounds just like Chris Rock. It's Tony Rock. It's Chris's, Chris's brother, brother. Chris's Antonio Rocco. <laughs> Tony sounds Rocks. exactly like Chris Rock. It's to, it's Tony Rock. It's Chris's brother. It's uh, my bad. And a and a show who it sounds like fucking whose angle is definitely uh, of straight up the middle, like attempt at at uh, what would it be? What I good mean, old fashioned Christian comedy? Yeah. If there ever was such a if thing. If there ever was such a thing. Home improvement. But they don't talk about God. This this thing talks about the Bible oh, is, and God to like no end. Yeah. Well, it's going to teach you if you live biblically, if you live right, if you live righteously by the good book. But it's also going to teach us about just humanity of people. About Jews and Gentiles coexisting in together. a bar. Yeah. Together. It's wholesome. <sighs> no. Turn that off. Turn it all off. Get right to Netflix. You got six episodes left. You think Jonathan got fired up in the first two? Yeah, just wait. Imagine him like, down in Atlanta getting more comfortable with his environs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're getting Jonathan on like a scale of one to ten. You got him on about like a five. Four, four or five. And by, by you know, six. when he's wearing like Tim's and a romper in like episode six, yeah, and it's like, he's honey! Got a few and it just, There's been a few like get gladiator sandals and levels. like safari, safari rig outs and stuff. <laughs> Favorite. Uh, We're lucky to have him. We are. We are. Um, I got something here about. Toe fungus. What? The fungus that causes athletes' foot and other skin and toenail infections may have lost its ability to sexually reproduce. Uh, as it has adapted to grow on its human hosts, um, it's fungus, you claim. This fungus may have lost its ability to sexually reproduce. I didn't know funguses sexually reproduce. They fuck on you? I fungus, guess they fuck on you. Well, they must. Fungus have, fucks on you. So not only is the fungus on you, but the fungus is fucking each other on, on you. you. Scientists analyzed samples of this tenacious organism called Trichophyton rub rubrum. Trichophyton rubrum. And found that nearly all belong to a single mating type. What's more... When they tried to set the fungi up with members of another mating type, they refused to do the deed. This is in the laboratory. Even after scientists enlisted a variety of seduction schemes. Interesting. I.e. lowering the lights. Candles. Cloak, cloaking the Petri dishes in plastic or flipping them upside down. I don't know. I guess getting them to knock into each other, rub into each other. Are they just... Trying to... I don't know. If this fungus cannot sexually reproduce, it cannot diversify. And if it can't diversify, that may mean its days on this planet are numbered. Let's look at this. Look at us. Uh, the senior study author and professor and chair of molecular genetics and microbiology at Duke University School of Medicine, Joseph Heitman. 
um, said in the in the study, do not expect toenail fungus to appear on the endangered species lists anytime soon. I thought they said when you well quote it is commonly thought that if an organism becomes asexual, it is doomed to extinction. However, while that may be true, the time frame we are talking about here is probably hundreds of thousands to millions of years. My bad. My so bad. thanks. Thought we had that licked. Well, we do. We but do. Just, and we're starting. Yeah. It's a tipping point. You just got to wait a couple million years. <laughs> like the Pharrell song. <laughs> yeah. Showing Seth this. I've. Oh. Hubris. It's. Uh, I mean, at the at the end of the day, it's a fucking goddamn cognac company that is funded an ad campaign on Instagram that Pharrell has made a song, produced and recorded a song, a mystery song, uh, that is to be released in 100 years. Posthumously. <laughs> actually, 100 oh, years to the alive. day. Oh, he'll be here. He'll still be here. Chad and him will still be here. 100 years to the day after Pharrell's death. Uh, Which will be a long time from now. He's very healthy. 100 years to that day. 400 will, years from 400 now. 400 years from now, again, I say. <laughs> we, will, we, will, we will get... We will receive... We will receive a posthumous... Not an album, but a singular song. But the only way that we will get to hear this song... We'll, we'll put it on a... We'll keep a record player, right? Wait. They oh. are doing... They are printing the song onto a clay disc made out of soil from the farm that the cognac company owns and i guess if the world continues to go ecologically in the way that it direction that it's heading and we don't save the planet the 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 hundred year old pharrell song will never be heard because the the clay record will have deteriorated deteriorated and, and disintegrated because the world has deteriorated and disintegrated. However, if we save the planet, if we reduce, we get, reuse, recycle, we get to hear. Four hundred years from now, we'll get some garbage fucking song, <laughs> sponsored by a cognac company, I've or never heard of fucking <laughs> Ryan Reynolds gin company, or whatever the fuck they're trying to make us buy today that we do not need and or want. Ooh, new gin company from Deadpool. Interesting. Uh, not interesting in the least, <laughs> in the slightest. We don't want anything. We don't want you. What you do, we don't want. What you do as a thing, we all are like, we don't want that. But what if I made gin? I don't know. Are you going to become a master distiller? And go, no, I will know nothing about it. <laughs> I thought it was pronounced gin. But my publicist and agent emailed me, and look at what I have now. I don't know. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> Hubris. <laughs> it really is. No one cares about you anyway. No one cares about you 100 years from now and what you do. I made the follow-up to happy. If you wait 400 years and we take care of Mother Earth, uh, okay. Let me tell kids you should recycle that or you're not going to get that. Your, your great, 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 great alien half baby alien babies won't get Pharrell's follow up to happy. <sighs> Fucking really arrogant. 
Everyone's really motherfucking arrogant. But the idea is that it's all under the auspices that it's all under the guise that they're not. That they're oh god no selfless and they're fucking, sort of they're Jonathan they're artists and they want to touch human lives. What's wrong with that? And that's not to say that there isn't a genuine. I'm not to say I'm not saying that there isn't a genuine concern or that the the seed of that is 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 comes from the right place or something of like course. that but that could be corrupted it gets very corrupt oh it's tangled or, or, or with sort of convoluted convoluted or, this collab convolutes it <laughs> it seems odd it just seems odd it's like I'm like I don't know what you're doing right now. Like you, you're not offering something that anyone can do. You're just saying like, it, it's a cognac company and you, and all you're saying is like this is happening, but not unless we save the planet. But you're not saying like so go here and do that so, or yeah. anything, anything. So it sounds like a, sounds like a cash grab to me for for this cognac but, uh, company. Maybe for the cognac company, I don't know who benefits from it. It's interesting because the cognac company. That also, you don't get the cognac because it's a dual collab with Supreme and Nike for a new slide. It costs $900 for these sandals. But in the end, 400 years from now, ah, wait a minute. So I got to go buy sandals now on Fairfax to get Pharrell's song and foreign. I, yes, but do you like Gin? Try this. In the winter of 1987, Slovenian mountaineer and doctor Istok Tomazin attempted Nepal's 26,790-foot foot Dalgiri Himalayan climb with his partner Marjan Krieger. The summit of the world's seventh tallest peak lies in the so-called death zone, the area above 8,000 meters where the air no longer contains enough oxygen to sustain human life. That sounds like a plan from the get. After 17 hours of nonstop climbing, Istok Tamazin reached the summit. What's up? He was what, exhausted what and vomiting. This? this is in the winter of 87. The temperatures were bitterly cold. The winds, unstoppable gale force winds. But Tomazin waited at the top of the mountain for his partner to arrive. Krieger topped out only 20 minutes later, but in Thomason's state of mind, he was convinced that he would have waited up there for him forever. The pair started to descend the mountain together, but it was pitch black. They got separated. As Thomason made his way alone, he encountered some mountain goats on the route. The mountain goats gave him advice that he didn't want to follow, cajoling him to rest when he really needed to push on. This made him very angry. Soon, he found himself at the top of Dalgari's east face, a 6,500-foot drop. He'd gone the wrong direction. I was in great distress. I was obviously very exhausted, completely dehydrated. My body had become hypothermic. I was in difficult, dark terrain without any knowledge of where to descend, and my only wish was that I could go to sleep. He wrote in an account later. 
But the mountain guides had followed him. They talked kindly to him and they offered him advice. They urged Are these him to guides or goats. Goats. They urged him, jump from right here. They said to him, in a few seconds, you'll be on a flat space 2,000 meters lower from where you are now. This will solve all your problems. The mountain goat's guides whispered to him. So he's listening to his guides. They've gotten him this far. They're saying, you need to jump right here. And then you'll, get, you'll be safe. It sounded like a great idea. So he moved to the edge and he pretended to jump. Except, as we know, the, the guides were not real. According to a new study by a team of researchers, including Thomasin, he was suffering from high-altitude psychosis, a condition that's long been described anecdotally by mountaineers. While symptoms of psychosis can do and appear in conjunction with other high-altitude medical conditions, it can also exist completely on its own. It's not a side effect of altitude sickness per se, it's a side effect of the high altitude. The researchers posit that high altitude psychosis is its own separate condition and it needs to be treated with mountaineers as such. So to do the study, they went through mountaineering literature and they found 83 potential episodes of what would be psychosis, of anecdotal accounts of people that had climbed mountains. In 23 of the episodes they studied, psychosis was the sole symptom. Thomasin wasn't suffering from HACE, where the brain swells with fluid. Those with that particular disorientation become lethargic, they cannot walk, they stumble, and will die if not treated. Once he descended to a lower altitude, which he could do unaided, his hallucinations vanished and he had no permanent neurological abnormalities. Did he jump? Sometimes on mountain hallucinations can be helpful, like when they follow the principles of third man syndrome, where a presence provides comfort and aid during a traumatic experience, say in the form of a force that guides a struggling a climber back to safety. This occurred in 22 cases of the study, including 14 of the episodes of isolated psychosis, but more often the psychosis proves to be dangerous slash fatal. While standing on the edge... In 87, he decided instead of jumping like they told him, he would do a test jump. So he hopped six feet to a small ledge that was next to him. The pain he felt was so intense, he knew that the mountain guides were wrong. He decided not to jump further. This is an example of cognitive strategy called reality testing, which the researchers recommend that all climbers, when climbing, employ. While the research hasn't offered an in-the-moment method to help climbers differ differentiate between the high-altitude psychosis and the HACE, which is H-A-C-E, high-altitude cerebral edema. They're working on trying to give climbers the idea to know which one is which. Or you clear the DVR out. You have Wait, though, so two options. <laughs> or you clear the DVR out, turn the heat up like when Jonathan got here, and we were bacon, me and me's. You could do it that way. So he, what did he do? How did he survive? Did his dude survive too? The dude, that dude didn't make it, I don't think. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that dude's dead. His, At least now. His home. Because that was in 87. So even if he su survived then, it's, it's been 30 years. 
So you got to do a little self reality test, test, a reality test. You got to always check yourself when you're talking to a when you're talking goat to guides. mountain goat guides. Meh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What were they gonna fucking lie to me? I mean, the idea that you if you jumped two thousand feet down, you'd be fine. It's like well, two thousand yeah. meters, right? Which is like <laughs> so far, dude. You'd be so. But they said, listen, you will be. It's gonna be, the ground will be flat. We'll fix everything. Oh my god, there's like eighty two virgins there. It's like <laughs> it's gonna crazy. Fix gonna, definitely gonna fix everything. Yo, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be. It's actually on that one peak. It's warmer. It's actually eighty four degrees on that peak. <laughs> right. There. And everyone's in bikinis, just chilling. If you want to jump right down, there's a keg. Okay. So, I guess they're trying to figure out how to. But they got to tell people, women and men that have decided to do this, they need to know before they go up. This is going to happen. W- w- this, this is going to happen. happen. I guess you have to tell what's the difference between your brain is swelling or I'm going. But I'm, brain is swelling is like you have to get down even quicker because you're going to die as opposed will. to you're hallucinating, but like you can, you can figure out the fact that you're hallucinating and maybe not act on the. The suggestions of these, of these goat guides. I wonder how many of the cases goats appeared. I wonder if there's any. Or like Sasquatch. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Yeah, I'm real. What you think I wasn't? Yeah, I'm just up here having some of that Jack Links, straight chilling up here. You look, you look tired. You know what would make you feel great? Make yourself like a toboggan and just slide down that part of the west. And you go right in, and then you splash into a hot. There's a hot spring at the bottom. <laughs> Trust me on this. You go right into an incredible hot spring, and it's amazing. And they have actually, uh, they've got a lift. You can then you get on, and they'll just get take back. you right down, take you right down to your wife. It's cool right there. I'm Sasquatch late. Free hot dogs. <laughs> Free dogs. Yeah, deaf. Most deaf. You like most deaf? You like hip hop? <laughs> Yeah, Tupac and Biggie, they're, uh, no, that did not happen. They're actually down there in the hot springs. They're performing. You got to do it. Slide down. Slide down. (laughs) Now. Slide down now. Big Daddy Kane is doing a free performance at the hot springs. Oh, man, that sounds so scary. Yeah, people put themselves in precarious sitches. Well, especially mountaineers. Yeah, it's real, real uh, right out be... there in nature, real out there. Like, I'm going to get to the top of this, I guess. And then come down. I got to get down. But before you come down, you got to go up. The getting separated thing sounds so scary. And it, it, like, anytime you read all the accounts of, like, you know, Mount Everest and stuff, there's a lot of that, of, like... Oh, we got separated. And it's just like, oh, well, that's that's it. Like, you're done. Like, you know, and the groups that the idea is that, like, in order for the, you know, when it's groups that if somebody gets separated, like, well, you don't get to go and find them. Like, bye. You just keep going. And it's like, well, wait, like, this isn't like, yeah, this just stop. (laughs) Can't somebody come and get you? If I'm at the mall with a group of people and somebody's lost, I'm not. Bye. I'll check one time at Annie Ann's. If you ain't there, I'm in the car. I'm going home. Sorry. Get a fucking lift. I'm walk around the mall. Certainly not going to do it on Dalgiri. Meet me at the Wetzel Pretzel me the or we- I'm out. <laughs> Meet me at the top of the west of Dalgiri. In about uh, 17 hours from now, in the, in the dark, meet me at the west face of Dalgiri. And if you're not there, Houdini, I'm out.
I'm going to jump down. <laughs> jump down? Oh, well. I mean, come on. That w- fucking woodpecker on the snowmobile told me to jump down. <laughs> what am I? I'm not going to listen to her? You heard him. <laughs> he said jump. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, you want to keep things simple. And you are really making things difficult once you start embarking on these journeys. Yeah, inhabitable <laughs> heights. Wilderness heights. <laughs> ah, look. See that scar, that face? I want to... I'd love to scale that. <laughs> really? Really? Okay. I mean, yeah. But you have... Listen, we all... We, we all need different things. You know? People... There are people that... You got to do what you got to do. What is it? What makes you happy? What... Why, why are we here, if not to scale Dalgiri? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you going to sit on your couch? Binge Queer Eye in an afternoon? There's Dalgiri to scale, Seth. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm sure Jonathan Van Ness is fab. But what about Dalgiri? The great Dalgiri that has been written about. Yeah, fucking yeah. And it's I only mean, like the seventh highest one, too. So it's just I mean, like, well, what do you yeah, do then? Yeah, like, one, great. Yeah, what well, about six and five, yeah. dog? Oh, <laughs> three is the one. I found three harder than two. I, I read Surfing the Himalayas by Frederick Lenz. It's like a self-help book. I, when I first got out to L.A., someone said, read this book. Who's someone? My friend Harlan. He said, read this book. It will help you. Did it? Oh, I was at Cafe Gratitude with him last week. I told him, remember that book you gave me 22 years <laughs> ago? Asshole. It didn't help me. You look great, though. It's good to see you. But that's life, you know. Read this book. It'll help. Frederick Lenz, Surfing the Himalayas. <laughs> it will help. I'm like, you going to finish that? You going to finish those fries? Oh, starving. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. America, through the eyes of two American Americans, this is episode 637 of our podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Always and forever. Uh, please come back for our next episode, 638. We should check. Let me make sure that 638 isn't any. Okay, well, while you're doing that, I'm going to make a quick announcement. Uh, I believe we have a show announcement. We have taken a bit of a hiatus. I'll go to that. Off of our uh, live episodes. I'd like to do, I'd like to go do a live show. And um, somewhere in the, somewhere in the continental United States, I'd like to do a show if that's. Well, okay, Saturday, May 26th. One more time. Saturday, May 26th. That's a tough one. 26th. The day after the 25th. <laughs> Saturday, May 26th. Uh, we will be, I believe we will be playing at the Magic Bag in um, Detroit slash Fern, Ferndale. Is that correct? Ferndale, Michigan. Ferndale, Michigan. Um that's a, a loose announcement just because we don't have a ticket link up just yet, but that is a that is a that is a booked show on May twenty sixth. Saturday night. Saturday in Ferndale, the Magic Michigan. Bag. At the Ferndale. Magic Bag. Uh, our first time ever 
doing a show uh, out there. We've threatened and tried for a long time, and we're thrilled that it's uh, finally come together. Hopefully, all y'all out there uh, are available and can come and and see us there. We're we're super stoked to be to be heading there. Um, but yeah, Magic Bag May twenty sixth. Uh, by the time this shows up, I would assume that uh, ticket link will be up as well. Yeah, either oh uh, yeah, dude, or you could. You can click on if you're on iadu.com. There's a merch button there. You can go uh, check out what's uh, what's available in merch. And if you click, take a link or go, I'm sure Magic yeah. Bags website. I'll I'll look at that right now. And I ain't find anything for six thirty eight. Anything c- kind of cool? Nothing cool. Huh? No, I mean nothing, nothing cool. Um, so eight 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 four two two three five seven. Toll free voicemail. You can call that voicemail. You can. Uh, Share your thoughts on uh, anything that we've talked about on the episode. Please come back for 638. Check out the merch. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon is a place where you can um, pledge to the show uh, to keep this, uh, keep it going. Uh, you have access to all of our old shows going back to February of 2006. Access to live shows that we've done. I guess that would be... This one will be included when we when we get there. Um, and thank you so much. We just ask you, maybe tell a friend, listen to the show, if you think anybody uh, listen to a podcast. Yeah, the magic bag is themagicbag.com. It's uh, right here, what they're telling me. It's Detroit's premier nightlife concert and comedy venue. 2022... 22920 Woodward Ave in Ferndale, 48220. That's fucking amazing. Um, thank you so much. Come back for 638. <sighs> um, yeah, just uh, do your breathing. Just uh, do your dragon breath. Watch your breath. Like Jonathan, it's, it was, you take your, it's hard Not to explain. Not me, Jonathan. But I you gotta come he, up with a different name for him. I mean, or, or me. Can't we just call him by his last name or something? Van Ness? We'll call him Van Ness. But it's breathing in through one nostril. I don't know how it's hard to explain. And you gotta close one up and then you exhale through the other nostril. I'm okay. sorry, you haven't, but you're not there yet. Yeah. Well, I'm He's just a very congested tip. at the moment. So you so wouldn't be able to do very it. Very difficult. I guess this is not Doing a lot of mouth breathing at the moment. <sighs> I don't know if that's. <laughs> I don't know if that helps. Is that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A lot of knuckle dragging and mouth breathing yeah, you know, over here. A toxic masculinity breathing. We're not about that. Cis breath. Yeah, a little. Oh, is that cis breath? Oh, it's cis breath, Jonathan. Here he comes. No, that's fucking dragon breath, Van Ness. We're trying to build things up here and tear them down. Oh, yeah, dude. Seatbelts. Seatbelts. Seatbelts.